And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a comprehensive look at grain markets. Agri-News is brought to you by the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesass.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougallauction.com. Exports of Canadian wheat remain strong so far this crop year. FarmLink Marketing Solutions Senior Market Analyst Neil Townsend says the wheat market is quiet right now, but he is cautiously optimistic about the future. There's really not that much happening in the wheat market. It's burdened by, you know, big supplies and, you know, maybe the demand's been a little bit quiet. Now, Canada's off to like a pretty good, up till December, we're going to have a very strong export program. So on the positive side, there's that. We're ahead of where we were last year. Also, the Australians are expected to export 5 million tons less year on year, around that much less. And that's positive because Canada should pick up some of that business. The negative is just that, you know, world supplies are so big that prices have little room to kind of trend easily upwards, right? There's always once if the price goes up a little bit, you know, more supply hits the market and and keeps it down. The other maybe optimistic thing is just that, you know, we did grow an overwhelmingly number one and number two crop in Canada with the proteins maybe a little lower than what we want, but it's good enough. And I think that like with dry conditions persisting in the United States, now, again, I'm not predicting a drought. I'm just saying it's dry right now. I think that certain, you know, millers and and bakers and other people down there, they might want to take a little bit more Canadian wheat than they otherwise would take just to have a security of having that supply. So there's room there for prices to maybe go up a little bit in the last quarter of the marketing year. How much? Well, that's very difficult to say. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly where prices will be at that time. And also, I think it's really tied to how severe the drought perception is at that time. If there's no drought, the prices don't go up. You know, if we look like we're having a drought, maybe not quite as bad as what we thought we were going to have last year, but in a similar range, I mean, you know, you could see uh, prices go up by a quarter to 50 cents to even more, depending on how scared people are that the supply is compromised. What's the outlook for canola? Well, canola, you know, uh, again, we're living in the after impacts of the Stats Canada, which said that we have 21.3 million tons. I think uh, demand has been a little bit slow here in December, so we haven't seen as much offshore buying. Uh, I think when people come back from the holidays or you know, in early January, we're going to see some renewed interest. Some of the lower kind of prices at Vancouver will maybe encourage a little bit of demand that wasn't there. But overall, I mean, I think canola, people feel a little bit more comfortable about the supply right now. So the upside is not going to be as high as maybe we thought it was because we're not going to have like a severe problem with the ending stocks. And then the other thing is just canola is part of a bigger veg oil complex worldwide that's really struggling right now. So, you know, India's imposed some restrictions on the importation of some of the veg oils, and that's had a negative impact. They're one of the world's biggest markets for veg oils. And, uh, you know, there just seems to be a, a lot of supply. And maybe the existential threat in it all is that over the last four or five years, we've always got used to U.S. soybean ending stocks kind of declining as the year progresses, like the estimate of what it's going to be. So, you know, sometimes it starts at like 400 million bushels and then it ends up at like, you know, 150 million bushels. This year might be a big exception to the rule where instead of declining, we see the U.S. ending stocks for soybeans go up. And that is a question mark on the oilseed complex and what that will do to prices and certainly has 
you know, it imposes some challenges as you project forward to uh, 1819 as well, that maybe we won't be as robust as we have been in the past and as optimistic about the oil seed complex as we've been over the last five or six years. Sounds like you're kind of down there. What are prices going to hover around? Well, I, again, I think like, you no, know, I'd be surprised if farmers have to spend much time selling canola below $11. And I, I would think that if farmers are patient and they're watching of the market and waiting to see when the demand comes, that 11.50 is certainly obtainable. And again, I'll hearken back to what I said on the wheat front in terms of the perception of drought in North America. I think that if there looks like we're coming into uh, 2018 planting and it's dry in Western Canada, we haven't built up the moisture profile that maybe we've wanted. I'm not talking about everywhere, but just in a, like you know below Highway One or in a significant portion of the prairies. I would think that at that point people might want to take more ownership of canola than they otherwise would, and maybe. Maybe, you know, in the last quarter, again, we see some increased buying because people are just kind of trying to risk off for uh, production in uh, 2018-19. Townsend says there's a similar outlook for oats and barley. I'd say both of those crops would also be helped by any perception of drought that happens. But otherwise, I'd I'd say it's relatively flat. Um, You know, uh, barley... You know, the feed grains is going to be very, like what I would say, geographic and sporadic this year, meaning that, you know, when you see demand is when you want to be selling, and it's geographic. It might not be in every area at every time. Barley has a little bit of optimism in terms of the malt barley. A little bit more is being sold to China this year, actually considerably more than usual. So as long as uh, the Chinese demand persists, and again, Australia had a much smaller crop, there might be some room to move a bit more barley. It doesn't seem to be having a huge impact in terms of sending the prices up, but it's just made making uh, you know the ability to sell some sort of malting barley a little bit like your the tail is a little bit longer than it otherwise would be and new crop malt barley is basically kind of starting around the same price as where it is this year but again i think if you're planning to grow some it would probably be good to try to get an active god and secure you know a 475 five dollar or higher price on on you know your first bushels there the higher the better obviously oats also i think if you can secure a contract for the new crop year and and sell a bit of that at uh, you know three dollars plus in manitoba and maybe like high twos in Saskatchewan and there might be some better bids available as well but again that might be a a good thing just because if we do have a growing season that is beneficial for those crops I mean we're going to probably have more than we can reasonably sell in a year so the ending stocks might grow for both of them year on year next year. Neil Townsend is a senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Regina-based Farm Credit Canada says trade and weather were among the key issues facing Saskatchewan farmers in 2017. FCC Principal Agricultural Economist Craig Clemmer says the lower-value Canadian dollar also has an impact on farm prices and income. Well, I think there's a couple things that really stand out for us. You know, I guess one thing was that we did see some stability in the Canadian dollar. Uh, we are trading well below the United States in that 77 range, and I think that's been a good thing in terms of helping promote uh, Canadian commodity prices and helping support commodity prices for producers here in Saskatchewan. Another big thing that I, that we saw in 2017 was that land values continued to increase at a fairly strong rate, although at a much slower rate than we have seen in the last few times. So asset values of Canadian farmers continue 
continue to be, appreciate, and that's really been helping to uh, promote a strong Canadian agriculture sector, and, and that's been good things. The census came out in 2017 here, and that's been uh, quite interesting. The 2016 census uh, was actually some positive news in there in that we're showing increased number of uh, younger farmers coming into to Canadian farms and the exodus of older farmers or, or the average age of farmers has been slowing in terms of that uh, number of people leaving agriculture. So I think you know that just really shows the optimism overall in Canadian agriculture and Saskatchewan agriculture is, is very much a part of that story and, and seeing those opportunities. So that's been some really good news overall when I think about what's happened in 2017. Trade issues though remain on the forefront. Absolutely. You know, trade has been, uh, there's a number of things that are happening out there. There's lots of conversations at different levels on, on a number of different trade issues, and some of those are causing some challenges. Obviously, uh, when we look at what's happening with the with our uh, restrictions of pulses going to India, that uh, remains a concern right now and will be a concern in 2018. And, and, you know, we're looking at industry and government to continue to work with the powers that make those decisions, and hopefully we do see some resolve and, and some good news stories for pulse X sports here. NAFTA negotiations remain ongoing and and something we continue to keep a a pulse on and and we'll be monitoring in 2018 to see where where those conversations continue to move and and what the potential impacts are going to be on agriculture um, in in 2018. And then obviously there's been conversations about TPP and what happens there. Uh, Not a lot of movement so far, but always interesting to hear what's happening there and if there's potential opportunities for Saskatchewan producers in 2018 as a result of those negotiations as well. That leads into my next question. What is the outlook for 2018 for Saskatchewan farmers? Well, I think overall, you know, when we look at how things are stacking up, the Canadian dollar looks to remain favourable in terms of uh, giving Canadian and Saskatchewan exporters the competitive advantages in the export market relative to the U.S., so we expect that to to improve. Uh, We had a pretty dry year in 2018. 17. Hopefully we see some increased moisture and that produces some more opportunities and a, a little bit bigger crop for, for Saskatchewan producers. But overall, 2017 was good. I think we're going to carry that momentum over, that health of Canadian of Saskatchewan agriculture into 2018. I think look, things look quite positive moving into 2018 overall. There's going to continue to be some challenges and things that we're going to have to be monitoring in terms of interest rates, the Canadian dollar and trade. But, you know, those are some things that, uh, you know, we're going to have to continue to monitor and see what those impacts are. But 2018 looks to be shaping up like a fairly good year again for, t- for Saskatchewan farmers and Canadian agriculture overall. Craig Clemmer is the Principal Agricultural Economist at FCC in Regina. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement in early trading this morning. Canola fell 480 at 457.14. Oats went down $1.36 at 148.15 per metric ton. Number one red spring wheat declined $1.44 at $232.87. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $267.46. Feed barley, $174.63. Flax, $463.68. Yellow peas, $237.54. Feed wheat, 
136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat is down two and three quarter cents at 6.16 and a half a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. And the latest livestock report is a review of markets from earlier this month. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. No cattle sale here this week. The calf and yearling run is over until next year, January 8th. It starts again. D1 or 2 cows are up a dime, 80 to 90 cents for the most part. A few high yielders fetched a few cents more. D3 cows were 70 to 80 cents. Canner cows, 50 to 70 cents. Butcher bulls were up too and sold mostly from $1 a pound to $1.10 a pound, with some bringing as high as $1.13. Uh, this has been Roy Rutledge reporting. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 135 to 138 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,800 heads, selling in a range of 136 to 138 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is higher and forward contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was up with the daily exchange rate at 1.2641. One. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.39 cents U.S. The pork carcass cutout made modest gains yesterday, but the recent trend has seen ham and belly prices eroding the pork carcass cutout value, each of them down nearly 10% over the last week. Primal ham values are already down about 25% from year-ago levels, but ham production is still expected to increase another 2.5% in the coming months. However, the low prices has spurred a greater volume of ham sales as the latest cold storage report showed the inventory of hams was drawn down at the quickest pace in nearly 10 years. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour, the high today, minus 21. The wind chill, minus 39. Tonight, increasing cloudiness overnight. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The low, minus 29, with the temperature rising to minus 25 by morning. Extreme wind chills, though, minus 40 tomorrow. Friday, clearing in the morning. Wind northwest 20. Temperature falling to minus 27. Friday afternoon, extreme wind chill around minus 42. Friday night, cloudy periods with 40% chance of flurries. The low, minus 36. Saturday, sunny. The high, minus 31. The low, minus 34. Sunday, sunny. The high, minus 27. The low, minus 29. Monday, New Year's Day. Sunny skies. The high, minus 21. The low, minus 22. Tuesday, sunny. The high, minus 16. The low, minus 22. Wednesday, sunny skies, the high minus 11 degrees. Maybe Wednesday it's getting back to normal because the normal high is minus 11, the normal low minus 23 degrees. The sun rose at 8.59 this morning. It sets at 5.01 p.m. tonight. Around the province, Estevan and Saskatoon minus 25. Swift Current minus 23. Weyburn minus 24. Yorkton is minus 25. Sunny in Regina, minus 25. That's 13 below Fahrenheit. West-southwest, 16. The wind chill, minus 35. Humidity, 74%. The barometer rising, 103.6. Sunny in Moose Jaw, minus 22. Winds are from the west at 13. Once again, Regina, sunny, minus 25. That's 13 below Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.